Hello and good morning and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Scam. Um, we have spoken uh, about caste before in the previous two episodes and we're going to continue today. Thank you so very much for joining me. I appreciate your support and your time because I know it's precious. Uh, it is a very long topic and discussion to be had because we've never talked about this. We've just pointed fingers at others and now to remove the bandage is really difficult and emotional. So I'll just briefly touch on the subject that we spoken about in the previous two episodes. The word caste is means lineage. It, it's a Latin word and it comes uh, from Europe. Although uh, the concept of lineage is, is uh, practiced all over the world, even prior to Europe coming as uh, colonial empires. Um, it is practiced in every single civilization. We talked about the many civilizations and groups that practice it. To the Indian subcontinent, it came through uh, to the European empires, um, and that's how we descended onto the word caste. Um, so in, since 1947, our Indian government predominantly ran run by the Indian Socialist National Congress uh, has done nothing to stop this drop. Our history is decided by their political and religious uh, groups in their alliance, many Islamic and, and Christians uh, with the biggest vote banks. While they enacted laws, nothing was done to put in schools um, and universities, educational institutions, any concept or retrospection of this concept. No effort was made to study this concept in detail, historically nor around the world. The Indian National Congress is alleged, alleged to be Marxist, they sold our dignity to the highest bidder. So whichever lobby bought their services, they bowed down to them and maintained a status quo to their benefit. If there was any change in the mentality, it is the testimony of the Indian people, uh, who through introspections, grassroots organizations, sure willpower, apathy and anger to ourselves, self-shame of the, of the levels we have stooped to as a nation and a civilization, this which has brought us collectively and individually to change the status quo. So testimony to the people of India and not the Indian National Congress or the governments for the last 60 years. However, the current generations are blamed for an out of that social system which we have not asked for but inherited. So everyone knows it's wrong. Uh, however, no government or leader wants to change it because it's a vote bank issue. And that is why you see a uh, populist uprising today. A rise that gave way to our Prime Minister Narendra Modi. He comes from a low class himself, up the ranks he rose through sheer willpower and hard work. He is testimony to the change of the Indian mindset and to a place we all want to call um, home and we want to be. Voting for Modi was, among other things, a way for a new generation to say sorry to our psychic and to the subjugated masses and classes, sorry for the past, sorry we left you behind. We will make it up to you and we will rise up together. Uh, if Narendra Modi was elected as the first Prime Minister of India in 1947, India would have been a first world nation today. The wretched feudal caste system we all call caste would have long been buried in our history books and given back to the Abrahamic inventors and discarded away in our sewage. This time, however, it's going to be different. Um, a time for a new generation to say enough is enough. Uh, we are products of our Vedic ancestors and not of some Abrahamic feudal empires. We have talked about different groups in, of class and caste, and we're going to talk a little bit more about um, these groups right now. And we're going to start with um, 
Europe and their and their system of uh, stratification of social uh, of their society called serfdom. The word serf comes from the Middle French word serf, serf, from the Latin word servus, or slave. Briefly, in the feudal society with aristocracy at the top, the menial laborers, serfs, would live on the land, work on the land of feudal landlords, giving living in a manner. It's called the manorial system where the serf or the slave worked for all and the lord fought for all. The clergy had the job to pray for all. The feudal lord could not sell his serfs, but if he sold his land, all the serfs who worked the land went with it. So the new owner of the land was, was assured to have dedicated laborers who knew their trade to the best. One example of this craftsmanship that we see from generation to generations, even in India. Their trade is considered a caste or a class of laborers uh, which is descended through their ancestors. On becoming a serf, one had to take an oath which involved, and you guessed it, God. So basically, when I submitted myself to him and choose his will was part of the uh, oath of the serf. Becoming a serf meant a commitment to the cause of serfdom and one that incorporated every aspect of the serf's existence. Where have I heard of this before? His life was dedicated to the cause of his lord, the manor, and the laboring land. Um, and this continued for generations through lineage. Uh, there also existed a class of bodars, so B-O-R-D-A-R and kotars, C-O-T-T-A-R-S. Um, and they ranked below the serfs in the hierarchy of the manorial system. They owned just enough land or very little. They lived on land to feed their family, so to speak, but oxen and horses also. They were slaves who ranked below the lowest rung of the ladder with no rights. They survived on handouts from lords of the manor. Another area of strong lineage social slavery was Africa. The caste system in Africa is a social stratification of society that would have started out as occupational groups just to just to suit the divine. In the modern day era, they range from strong to rigid to slavery. Others are less complex, but all have their own ethnic characteristics, depending on the region of their origin, the current region and the current region of their existence. They all practice endogamy. Caste is practiced in Africa from Mali to Mauritania to Senegal, Ethiopia, Eritrea. Uh, very often we call it layering. One social division and distinction upon another. Uh, it's never ending unless you use the concept as a whole. Historically educated the masses to find the sequence and the history and science behind it. Only few examples of caste in Africa um, we will be talking about here because there are really a humongous amount of groups. Um, so let's just talk briefly. Uh, West Africa, you have Senegal and the Wolof system, uh, where you have freeborn nobles, the Jir, G-E-E-R, or Jam, the slaves, and the descendants, Nino, people of occupational caste. Then you have Mali, Gambia, Guinea, Sierra Leone, Li Liberia, Ivory Coast, parts of Senegal, um, speaking Monday speaking areas um, that form caste, Horo or nobles and freeborn, occupational caste, uh, slaves called Genau. You also have the layering system or caste called 
from Cameroon, Chad to Nigeria. So East Africa, we have Mauritania. Uh, sorry, I apologize. The Arab uh, Berber people, the Bidens, the Soninkes, the Osu system of Nigeria on Somalia, the Saab or lower caste compromising of Midigan, Chimal and Yibir, the Vata system of Kenya, the Twa of Rwanda. So you see, there are caste systems all over the world with different labels, but very conveniently they use the word caste for India and point their Abrahamic pontificating fingers at, at the Indian subcontinent just because we refuse to submit to their colonial ignorance. Uh, very. Uh, so let's just, I apologize, let's just go back to the Abrahamic caste systems or lineage as they're called. Now every religion follows the concept of lineage through Abrahamic including Abrahamic religions. Uh, we'll start with the one I practice, uh, Christianity, the religion I was forced and indoctrinated into. Open the first page of the New Testament, chapter 1, the Gospel according to St. Matthew. It begins with the lineage of Jesus Christ. The only difference is it had, it has been translated into Greek, from Greek, should I say. The word in Greek is genesios, meaning geon ge genealogy in English. So in Latin, this word genealogy would have been translated to caste or lineage. No modern Christian priest nor the Vatican or apologist will tell you that. However, their pontificating victimhood finger po points firmly at the big bad Hindu. Isn't that great? Judaism. Every Jew is a descendant of Abraham and the 12 tribes of Israel who were formed out of his 12 sons. So Ab, or Ab for Ab Abraham, is the Akkadian word for sons of. Okay, we say Ibrahim, Abraham, Abraham. Ab comes from the Akkadian word sons of. That means descent lineage. Um, very often in today's world, you, that word for sons of is called Ben in Judaism. Uh, so you have many people with the name commencing in Ben, B-E-N, and you can look out for that. The moment you see Ben, it means you know he had some Jewish um, lineage. So example, Benjamin. Okay. Uh, so Ben means son of, Jamin uh, was some type of tribe or name. In Islam, every Arab during the first 400 years of Islam and modern uh, Arabs too have the suffix ibn, as in the son of, or bint means daughter of. The Quran is full of tribes and descendants of tribes. The story of Muhammad shows his name as Abu al-Qasim. Um, Muhammad ibn Abd Allah, Allah ibn Abd al Mutalib ibn Hashim. So this means son of Abdullah, um, son of Mutalib, son of Hashim, um, and and so on. So he too had lineage. He used his lineage and formed a tribe, uh, the Hashim tribe. He was born into the Hashim tribe, and. Um, we are told that he he used his Meccan roots to form the Meccan tribes. Um, the famous Medina constitution, originally called Kitab, was made on the basis of tribal lineage, apparently inspired by Allah. Today, the modern leaders of the Gulf states have the word bin in, in their name, signifying lineage. The modern royal kingdom of Jordan is called the Royal Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan in a bit to signify its lineage to the Hashemite clan of Muhammad through descent. 
anyone with a surname Qureshi is also bidding to show his lineage to the Qureshi tribe um, clan of Prophet Muhammad. Uh, so you see, lineage also existed in the Middle East. Uh, so the three pontificating feudal religions of Abraham, all based on lineage, call caste in Latin. So on what grounds do they point fingers at Hindustan and call Hindus caste, or as I like to say, a mirror image of who they are? Their finger pointing at others does not define who others are, but their finger pointing at others shows us a mirror image of who they are. Now, every person on this planet who uses his father's name, surname or mother's last name is continuing his journey through lineage in latin or caste the question the queen of united kingdom the royal families mr and mrs everyone still practice lineage will they say that they are falling into caste based system or descent are uh, modern day liberals and their vogue brigade follow lineage through skin color uh, so all people who are brown and black are victims automatically and they have to be victims forever um, we are victims to the color of our skin and and all people who are white are automatically supremacists through lineage of their skin color isn't that great that's called lineage too ignorant insolent lineage that's forced upon us to run a, a political agenda we all follow some modern religions through lineage. Now, if we, it was not for our parents and our original ancestors who were colonized, we would not be following religions, with, which were all feudal empires until 100 years ago. So I'm a Christian through lineage. Muslims follow Islam through lineage. Jews follow Judaism through lineage. Hindus, Parsis, Jains, Buddhists follow through lineage. And we have just changed the labels, but the mentality is still the same. How then do we have the audacity to point the fingers at Hindus to degrade them as caste? Or are we just a bunch of pontificating hypocrites? I think it's the latter. As I like to say, when we point fingers at others, we don't define who they are. But when we point fingers at others, we show them a mirror image of who we are. Hail to the slaves of Abraham, as I like to say. So let me explain clearly. All over the Middle East, North Africa, Europe, North America, South America, all tribes follow lineage without exceptions. From nomads to the Abrahamic groups, through people on the subcontinent and beyond. Hence, there was no conversion as the groups do now. There existed tribes and you had to marry into a tribe. If you were, if your offspring that took over the father's name and during matriarchal civilization, the mother's name, it was lineage. Even the spouse did not change his name or tribal descent or name as it was his lineage. And you cannot change your lineage. This is one of the reasons you had, to, you had political marriages in the past, the cement relations, like even recently the founder of Saudi Arabia married one daughter from every tribe to cement rela relations. What is that lineage? The sons of these unions took over the name and ideologies of their father. This is also the reason why the region and their empires had so many slaves. The sides which lost battles uh, had their daughters become sex slaves and concubines. The men were used as slaves and what we call today as cheap labor. Slavery was born out of this feudal concept of lineage and power. It accumulated to procreation. 
This only changed when foreign empires took over the land. So, for example, during the Islamic period, the invasions by the church, sorry, by the Turks, the Seljuks, and the Ottomans did not understand the land and her civilization, uh, who would have led to the slow erosion of the concept, where finally the system of lineage was rebranded as conversion. They started converting you, although it really didn't make any sense because they did not understand um, the the family tribal system of, of the Arab world. Here are some of the few examples of modern surnames which come from lineage, tribal lineage. So if you hear the if you hear the word Mac or MacDonald, okay, the word MacDonald is actually someone's surname. And Mac means sons of or descendants in either Scottish, Scottish, Gaelic and Irish. So McCain is also sons of. Car, K A R is a form is means of the, uh, from the house or village, and used very often on the Western Indian coast. So you will hear uh, different names and ending with the suffix kar. You know he's from the Western Indian coast, and uh, means their tribal ancestors originated from a hamlet or a village. Ibn, son of in Arabia. Bin, daughter of an Arab in the Arab world. Ag, A-G, uh, it is son of, in uh, among uh, Tuareg or the Berber of North America, so A-G, sorry, not Africa, so A-G, D-E, sons of, of the Portuguese, Spanish, you'll see, Di Souza, Di Fernandes, Di Pinto, Di Lindo, Di anything, Di Aviro, D means of the, from the, again, lineage, signifying lineage. Thus, we have a brief idea of caste groups all over the world. Okay, um, I'm going to end this chapter over here in this conversation. Um, it is um, very, very deep. I've given you a brief history in it, in in a concept of how this was formed. I hope that you would take it and and go into your homes, have this conversation, this discussion, uh, do some research on your own. It is important to do the research, think out of the box, ask the questions, do not uh, stop, and understand how this has come to be and why we are pointing fingers only at India when this has nothing to do with the Indian concept at all. Um, it is wrong and it has to stop and we can only stop it with, by changing ourselves and by having a conversation. So thank you very much for listening to me. I hope uh, I've answered some of your questions. If you have any questions, do not hesitate to ask me. Religions, regimes and refugees um, and their multicultural mess. Thank you very much and have a great day.